1: Hello, and thank you for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson, returning to you from my parents' basement. Lovely faux wood finishing and all. Uh, This is that nerd dad podcast where we talk parenting, pop culture, and politics. We're going to talk pop culture and we're going to touch on politics today. We're not going to get into parenting too much. Uh... Nothing really happened this week in terms of a parenting experience, So, uh, but we're going to get back to that next week. I, it looks like I'm going to have my first guest since my life got turned upside down, so I'm looking to secure that. So hopefully we have a guest next week. Eh, it's not just my beautiful voice. As always, before we get started, I want to thank you for tuning in and ask you to uh, hit subscribe or follow wherever you're watching or listening to this. If you can give me a five star, that'd be great. If you give me a thumbs up, always appreciate that. And if you hear a bird in the background, just ignore it. <laughs> it's the joys of wanting to do this, no matter the situation. Uh, so I appreciate you being here, and uh, let's get into it. Are you listening? Damn. So unless you've been living under a rock, uh, you've heard that Elon Musk purchased Twitter, and during last week's show, I uh, I commented on it because it was like the biggest news in the world, and I felt I had to as as one does. Um, but uh, I I thought I would I thought I was done with it. I thought eh, that'll be the end of it. I'm done. I'm done with Elon and his uh, his purchase of Twitter. But it was—it's been such a tire fire that I need to need to talk about it a little bit because I think it's important that we talk about this because this is one of the most influential people in the world. Um, for those who may be unfamiliar, very short recap: Elon Musk recently purchased uh, Twitter for forty-four billion dollars and said uh, there are some changes that come in, and he promptly set about to make those changes. So one of the first things he said he was going to do was change Twitter blue from $4 a month, which gave you some, you know, minor special features, things like being able to edit your Twitter, your tweets and stuff like that, to 20 bucks a month. But with that 20 bucks a month comes the blue verified checkmark. And anyone who has a blue verified checkmark is going to have to pay this $20 Twitter tax, as I refer to it. Well, there was enough backlash on that. That he lowered it to $8 so in the span of two weeks we've been talking about him owning Twitter for two weeks we've gone from 20 to 8 then on a previous Friday he laid off somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 60 percent of his staff the remaining staff said uh, Elon we can't do our jobs this way you just got rid of some very important people So then Twitter had to very silently start asking people to be unlaid off and come back to work on Monday. Awesome. Awesome start. Then the free speech maven, Elon, uh, decided that, uh, you know, I'm a free speech guy. So Kathy Griffin decides to troll him. Kathy Griffin changes her name on Twitter to Elon Musk and starts retweeting and sharing a bunch of super left-leaning items. Elon decides to ban her and create another new rule. Oh, oh no, no new rule is if you're going to impersonate someone, you have to clearly state that this is a parody account. So Kathy Griffin's gone. Um in addition to all of this, not surprisingly, the uh, the advertising has fallen off. I've I've been I've read that advertising has fallen at least fifty to sixty percent as well. Because people do not want to touch this thing with a ten foot pole right now. So why am I talking about this? Why am I why am I why am I discussing this with you? Besides bringing you up to date, uh, two things. One, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna in a previous lifetime. I worked for Starbucks. I was a Starbucks manager. And there was a saying, and I don't know if it's still a saying, it feels like it probably could be, when you took over a new store. And the saying was, don't move the mocha. And what that was referring to was, when you enter a new location, when you take over a new store, people are a little antsy. People are uneasy. So for the first little while, don't make any big changes. Don't move the mocha, because it'll you know, let, let people get used to hearing your voice and seeing you and understanding who you are and, you know, try to build some relationships. And I've taken that idea of don't move the mocha wherever I go, and whatever role I take on. Uh, I try not to rock the boat for anywhere from two, three, four weeks before I start wanting to make waves. I try to build those relationships. Uh, Elon didn't do that. Elon took over uh, Starbucks location and said fuck it we're renaming it and just blew the whole thing up he spilled the mocha on the floor and you know Elon gets a lot of credit for everything he's done but what has he really done he he helped with paypal in a big way where did he get the money for that dad He's not a self-made billionaire revolutionary. He is a salesman. He is a talker. He is a communicator. He is brilliant in his own right. But he is not this uh, godlike figure that people want him out to want him to be. Uh, he's just another schmuck who likes the attention. And I think that this $44 billion dollar purchase, Was so he could control the narrative about himself and about the market. Because let's face it, what he says and does matters. And he just bought one of the biggest platforms for expressing your opinion. So when he says, I'm going to invest in Dogecoin, he can control the market. He can manipulate it. He will move the needle. In the same way that someone like Warren Buffett can move the needle with a recommendation or putting his name on something, Elon Musk can do the same thing. The only difference being, Elon Musk is a fucking crazy person. He's out of his mind. So, uh, look, there's been lots of talk about leaving Twitter. I have pulled back from Twitter myself. I have moved on to uh, or moved back to Tumblr. I, I didn't have a Tumblr site for that nerd dad, and I always enjoyed Tumblr. Kind of a micro blogging site, similar to Twitter, uh, similar to Twitter, similar to uh, has elements of Reddit and, and Facebook, but it was just away from Elon Musk because I got t- in two weeks I got tired of worrying about him, like to the point where I felt like, oh, this is kind of affecting my mental health. I'm tired of reading about Elon Musk. I don't want to read about Elon Musk anymore. So I, I, I started moving tweets. I started moving pictures and memes and my content sharing over to Tumblr. Do I have any following on Tumblr? No. Do, will it make a great, will it make a damn difference to Elon? No but I feel like it's helping with my mental health a little bit. So if you are on Tumblr, that nerd dad, I'm there. If you're still on Twitter, let me like, I'm curious what your thoughts are. So let me know your thoughts. Let me know in the comments. Uh, Tweet me. (laughs) DM me, Slack me, whatever you want to do. Um, Slack me. Wow. Okay. Uh, I don't have Slack, but if you, man, man, Lost all my words there, didn't I? Just lost them all. When I had an old man moment, you know how to get in contact. Let me know. Let me know. Do you care? Do you care about this at all? Move on to something else. I, I ran out of steam there, didn't I? I just ran out. I just ran out, and my brain was like, bleh. Do you want to talk uh, some pop culture? I got some pop culture stuff. Quentin Tarantino says he'll never direct a Marvel or DC movie. Said Quentin Tarantino, I'm not a hired hand. I'm not looking for a jab. He doesn't sound like Clint Eastwood, but uh, that kind of a quote is very Clint Eastwood-esque. To uh, Quentin Tarantino, I say good. I don't want you directing a Marvel or DC movie. Now I could care less if you direct a DC movie; nobody sees those things, anyways. But uh, Marvel movie, as much as I'm behind on them and I don't have the same thirst to watch everything that comes out of the Marvel uh, universe as I used to, I still enjoy them when I watch them. That Spider-Man movie was phenomenal. Um, I think I'm one behind though now. I think I, I still need to watch Thor. I think Thor's the one I'm behind on. Anyways, I digress. Uh, But Quentin Tarantino, directing a Marvel movie, or DC? Yeah, of course you don't want to direct it. Who wants to see an ultra-violent movie like that that doesn't make any sense? Have you watched Pulp Fiction? Look, I know everyone says it's an insta-classic and everyone loves it, but... uh, I have a bit of a hard time with some of his movies, and I love them. Inglorious Bastards was one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. It, uh, it's fantastic, but I, I don't want him directing those movies, so it's just, Quentin, it's okay that, that you're never going to direct one. And so it's okay. Chris Evans was named People's Sexiest Man Alive. Damn. Damn missed out again I really thought this was my year I thought I'm reaching that uh, I think I think I thought I was reaching my like my George cleany age where I, I, I go from kind of like mildly attractive to like super sexy um, but it looks like Chris Evans beat me again so bastard maybe next year and finally, The host of next year's Oscars was announced. And the only person who cares is your grandmother. Who watches the Oscars anymore? Tell me anything about last year's Oscars except for the slap. This is an antiquated institution. And it's going to continue to get smaller and less relevant as mainstream media, which might be the most overused phrase in the world, becomes less and less relevant. As more and more mainstream media dies off and goes away, things like the Oscars are going to become less and less relevant. The Grammys are the same way. All of these big institutions, look, there's always going to be that funnel towards mainstream. But people have proven time and time again in today's medium that you can become a celebrity. You can make a living. You can produce good content from the quality of your basement, your parents' basement. It's about what, it's about the content that you're putting out there and the, the, the confidence in what you deliver it and the quality that you put it out there. It doesn't matter anymore. It's all fading away. So while Jimmy Kimmel will be the host of 2023 Oscars, thank God it went to a white guy. Like, I don't know why this pissed me off so much, but it did. You know, I can understand why Chris Rock wouldn't want to do it, but it, pay Will Smith to do it. He needs a job. You want to get my eyeballs, make it worth my eyeballs. If I want to watch Jimmy Kimmel be snarky, I'll watch his show. It's a quality program. But three hours of Jimmy Kimmel kind of going, and next is uh, Selma Blair to introduce the best sound backup vocal? Yeah. I could scroll TikTok for those three hours. You're talking about three hours of my life. I could I could watch 400 videos on TikTok. I could watch six that nerd dad podcasts. It's just, it's still newsworthy, but it won't be for, when I say much longer, I mean a generation. It's very likely that my grandkids will not give a damn about the Oscars at all. They won't care about the Grammys. They just care about what they like. I like this. It's available to me. Won't have to be seen in theaters the new generation, and to their credit, and and maybe to our credit as well, because my generation, generation just before me, they created some of this technology, but they have made it so that on demand is the bread and butter, so that you don't have to get funneled into what's popular right now. You can find an artist or a movie or a podcast or an artist who's not represented by one of the monolithic giants in the entertainment industry, you can find that person and support them. You can encourage them directly. You can help pay their rent. You can help them get discovered. You can help pass that that you can pass that artist on to a friend. And say hey, check this guy out. Hey, check this person out. You can do that now. So, the big institutions hate hearing that, but they are going away. Someone will figure out a way to make out money off the, the independent artists. And it'll just evolve. But the, the, the pageantry it's going to keep getting smaller. It's not going away. It's not going to be zero. It'll never be zero. But scaled back, expectations, you know, new lows for ratings will be the the phrase going forward. And that brings me to the end. That's it. Look, was this a 20 minute podcast this week? It was. Did I want to go into the pop culture stuff? Yeah, I did. I haven't had fun in a while. I haven't been snarky myself in a while. By the way, before I get off everything else, I wanted to talk U.S. politics today, uh, but America still can't make up of its mind. The midterm elections were yesterday, and they still don't know who has control of the House and the Senate. It looks like Republicans will take it, but there was no red wave. There was no blue wave. It's going to kind of end up somewhere muddled in the middle. And that in and of itself is super frustrating to a guy like me. Because how is it that Herschel Walker is going to be in a runoff in Georgia? How, how did half the population vote for that fucking moron? How, is, how does half of America think it's okay with the direction that the Republicans want to take it. That's terrifying. That is terrifying. The only way I would feel comfortable going back to America is if we start to see like 60-40, 70-30 blue waves. As long as it's close to 50-50, I'm not taking my mixed-race family to America. Fuck that noise. No way i'll'll i'll find a new way to spend my my entertainment dollars that's crazy that, that that you guys can't get it together that your political lines are so divided and drawn that you're no longer listening to reason or sound logic you just say, oh, my guy's the guy in the red i gotta vote for him Listen to the words that are coming out of his mouth. Okay, now it's a 25-minute podcast after that little rant. I just... I wanted to talk about it more. I wanted to go into the races a little bit more. I just I can't do it when there's still 50-50 and it hasn't been decided. Maybe I'll do something down the road. Also, something else coming down the road... And I'm only kicking this around right now. So if you if you have any thoughts, let me know. I want to go live more. I'm trying to grow. Right? I'm trying to grow. That's the whole whole idea. I want to grow. And uh, I, I think live might be the way to go. I'm just not sure yet. I'm not sure about the details of that yet. Got to work that one out. One other thing, DeanBlundell.com. DeanBlundell.com, home of Canada's number one podcast network, including yours truly. Yeah, it's a good site. Big changes coming down the road. Shh, don't tell anyone. One thing, Mom Cave TV, Mom Games TV, uh, you'll be seeing my this blog very shortly. I owe them a blog. Uh, and then I'll be promoting that here. So, Mom Cave TV, give them a check out. They're awesome. They're good people. And that's it, that's the show. Um, look, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following along. Thanks for bearing with me through this handful of just Joe shows. While I get set up and resettled in, um, I am working on a guest for next week. I've got a couple of things in the fire here. Um, so it'll probably be a conversation next week. But uh, thanks for watching and thanks for listening. Be well, be safe.
0: Thanks for listening. Damn. Do, did,